And welcome in everyone. Glad to have you back. Got a another episode of the Heard It Here podcast for you today. As always, I'm your host, Cooper Heard. Today, doing something a little different again. Uh, recently, I've been watching a lot of Saturday Night Live clips, a lot of comics that have come out of Saturday Night Live, um, you know, mostly more modern ones, guys like uh, John Mulaney, namely, Chris Rock, uh, Kevin Hart did several appearances on Saturday Night Live, Louis C.K., obviously, although he hasn't been appearing anytime recently, that's for sure. But I've, I've been watching a lot of Saturday Night Live, uh, Saturday Night Live clips, and I decided to tune into this Saturday's episode. This was uh, October 26th. This was the hosting of Chance the Rapper. This uh, Chance the Rapper hosted this night. It was just super exciting. Uh, love Chance the Rapper. Been listening to his music for a few years, um, and he's just a really entertaining guy. This was actually the second time he's hosted. So the first time he hosted. I want to say it was a couple of years ago. I, I mean, I'm not, haven't been keeping up with the show, so I, I can't say for sure. But I have, like, I've seen a few of the clips from his show, the most popular sketches at least. Uh, he had a few really good ones. Chance just, he's he's a great actor. Um, he his his stage presence is phenomenal. So he just, I mean, I think there's something to be said for being a live performer. You just have more control over that live. Uh, stage, he probably wouldn't be as good in a sit-down, you know, record it 50 times for a single-take movie, but that's not what Saturday Night Live is, and that's the beauty of it. It's one take, baby. Uh, so Chance is awesome in this format. Uh, I wanted to kind of go over his previous hosting, because as I mentioned, there were a few clips that I was pretty familiar with. Uh, the The first one was the... the <laughs> The, the Family Feud sketch um, that featured <laughs> Chance the Rapper as Steve Harvey's long-lost son that he was unaware of. Uh, so, first of all, I want to say uh, that Chris Red has a joke where St Steve Harvey says he's like the guy who makes his designs in his suits. And Chris Red's like, yeah, I've got a new idea for a suit. It's called Pal Orange. Uh, Pal orange is just purple and orange. That's just Clemson. That's not a new suit idea. You're just ripping off Davos' ideas. That that ain't cool. Uh, I'm watching you, Chris Red. Chase on this episode. He doesn't really do anything. He just kind of got like a five second cameo. But love to see Che and like actual skits rather than just the weekend update. Uh, Keenan, <laughs> this is really just this. This sketch was. Pretty much Keenan Thompson, Chance, and uh, Aidy Bryant, who was the the mother in this uh, sketch. <laughs> Chance just killed it though. Chance was this I don't know. He he was just this sort of over the top imitation of Steve Harvey Harvey um, as a sort of eighteen year old, you know, half half son, son son of Steve Harvey, I guess. Uh, Keenan as Steve Harvey is incredible. It's just perfect. So having Chance do an impression of Keenan's um, Steve Harvey impression just makes it like a thousand times better. It's so funny. It's just hilarious. <laughs> and the best part about it is so it's like a family thing. So 
uh, Steve Harvey's family is on the other side, and then this is like his longtime friend, uh, Amy Bryant is, and then her family, so like her husband and her child, and then Chance, her who's her son, uh, <laughs> as well as Steve. But the whole time, Keenan is like, so there's a point at which he sort of realizes, like, oh my god, this is my son, you know? And in classic Keenan fashion, uh, the thing is that his wife is on the other side, and his wife is Leslie Jones. Uh, and if y'all are familiar with Leslie Jones, uh, just go look her up. The look he sort of gets from her, I, I, I was waiting for it the entire time he had his revelation. He like went over and was talking to A.D. Bryant. He's like, oh my god, like what? What have I done? And <laughs> he just, she, I, I believe A.D. says something like, you've done nothing wrong, Steve. He turns around, looks at Leslie, and Leslie's just giving him this look. And he's like, oh, God. Chance's Steve Harvey impressions, though, that that's what really made this episode. The what up, player? Was just, it was just impeccable. He killed it. Um, and then the result, so my other sketch that I really loved was the Laszlo Holmes sketch. Uh, they brought that back in this one, but the original was a hockey sketch. Um, Laszlo Holmes was Chance the Rapper. He was like the uh, report, sideline reporter for the Knicks who was called over to the, the Rangers So for the hockey game uh, in New York. <laughs> and the whole joke is just that he has no idea what hockey is and like he doesn't really know what's going on. Uh, he opens with, they ask, how's it going down there? He's like, cold. That's that's pretty much the theme of it. Uh, he's got a bunch of just great sayings. Just like, the, the, the character is really good. Just the, the little quote, like, nah, I'm just messing around, though. He just sort of, I don't know. He just drops, like, it's it's a very good character, and he plays into it so well. Like, it's an awkward character. But he's able to make it so you can tell it's not him, it's the character. Um, the the line about the player, that uh, he's like, the player had like, the player's name was 30 letters, none of them vowels. It's just the, the, the delivery on that one was phenomenal. Um, just his delivery overall, the how you gonna do that hockey? Everything was great. He, he was just so, he's able to do this satirical character so well. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's, his, his facial expressions are just impeccable. And his timing is, is really impressive for someone who's not a comic. I mean, I guess that's something you really need in music is timing. So it looks like that really carried over for him. Starting out with this episode, they opened with uh, cold opened to a Trump rally. Uh, Alex Baldwin, who has said multiple times that he just never wants to do this character again, keeps being brought back <laughs> somehow by Lauren Michaels. The guy works miracles. Uh, what can you say? You can tell though. I think in uh, Baldwin's performances that like he's done with this. Um, I'm done with it too, honestly. Like, not, not him as a character. I'm just, I'm ready to be over with this story. 
this this just it's been a cloud hanging over I, I think for some people it has been fun because they enjoy the hatred, they enjoy the the vitriol. They like being able to just be hateful out in the open now. Like it's just it's this has made it okay to just be mean, to be rude, to to not care to think about the other person because the other side is not just a, a caricature. You don't have to worry about offending a real person. It's it's become a real it, it's 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 unlocked some unsavory parts of our society, um, along with some of the new communication methods we have. It's just really made for an environment where the wrong sort of people are getting the most listens. I'm just ready for this situation to be over. This just doesn't need to happen. Not in our country. Like it's not the 1960s. We're not rife with corruption anymore. We don't need to be. We don't need scandals with our president. The reason we elect guys like Obama. Like, look, I, I, I grew up in the deep south, so I think Obama was probably a good president. It's just hard for me to really know because all I've heard is people around me, you know, all, all the super conservative people around me saying how terrible he was and all the stickers and whatnot. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was a good president, but you know what the best thing about him was, at least in retrospect? He didn't cause vitriol. If, if you were angry, maybe you hated him. You know, but I don't think you hated um, 50 million people because this leader gave you that power. I don't. I don't think Obama ever was the impetus to hate 50 million people. Um, and if he was, that's a you thing, not not an Obama thing. So this just. I'm ready to be done with this. Um, I'm ready for him to just. I mean, if he's going to be impeached, which it seems like clearly he should, just impeach him. Get him out, put him in prison for a few years, let's just move on. <laughs> Ride it out with Mike Pence for 10 months. Heck yeah. I'm just ready to be over with it though. Baldwin was good though. Baldwin was good. They, they, whatever, they brought up a series of like Trump supporters to give their, or like, you know, some of the actors as Trump supporters to give their sort of little speech. Cecily Strong was the first one up. She was hilarious. Did kind of this like, Ignorant rednecks, shtick, uh, pretty spot on. <laughs> I mean, obviously a huge exaggeration, but she's she's so funny. I, I, she's just great. Uh, Mikey Day followed up with his bikey day impression. The bikers, what are you gonna do? We gonna ride. That was nice. Throwing out the free Snickers and Jewel pods to the crowd was phenomenal. The <laughs> I, th I think hitting on the Jewel pods is perfect because yeah, that's that's like such. I think that's a much larger part of their audience than is really realized is that young white male who puffs a lot of jewel pods. Um, it's I, I so I don't think people understand how prevalent it really is. It's really prevalent here in the South. As I mean, there's just not that many young adult males, uh, young white adult males. Just in terms of that age range, there's not that many. But the, out of the ones that are there, it's it's not a tiny proportion that is that are jewel pod devouring Trump supporters. So that one was kind of on the nose, I thought. I guess that's what I'm going for. Uh, and then A.D. Bryant followed it up with her <laughs> psycho Trump impressionist. That was pretty funny. Uh, she's always good, but that one that one definitely I thought was funny. 
Pete Davidson makes an appearance. I love to see Pete on the show. Uh, Pete got a huge applause. I think it's obvious everyone loves Pete. He was like an ISIS, an ISIS uh, soldier who'd been freed from Syria uh, per Trump. He came on to like thank him for creating jobs for ISIS. So that was good. I, I like that. Pete was funny as always. Uh, Kate McKinnon came on as Lindsey Graham. Uh, I'm, free, I'm pretty sure it's Kate McKinnon. I'm almost positive. She's so funny. She might be the funniest person on the show in terms of like doing the live shows. It's her and Keenan Thompson, I would say, uh, as my two favorites. Her is Lindsey Graham. Uh, as someone that's grown up in South Carolina, that's pretty much what Lindsey Graham is. Yeah, uh, the melting ice cream, I would say. Uh, yes, his face definitely looks like melting ice cream. He's clearly gay. I would, I would say, yeah, like he's definitely a 50-year-in-the-closet gay person. Um, no, no, no shame to that, you know? Just is what it is. He's a little, uh, he's a little, I don't think he would survive anywhere outside of South Carolina. He is a South Carolina sort of person, that's for sure. Kate McKinnon was great, though. <laughs> She's just so funny, like, in any character she does. I almost prefer when I don't know the character. Because then I can just, like, enjoy the absurdity of her characters. Alex Moffat came on with his Mark Zuckerberg impression. Moffat's good. Uh, his Zuck is definitely my favorite character of his. I think I've seen it maybe once before on, like, a weekend update. But it, it, was, it was... He did really well on this opening. So, shout out to him. I could definitely see that character being brought back a few more times uh, for, like, big sketches. And Daryl Hammond came on. Daryl Hammond came on as Bill Clinton. That was cool to say. Um, Fred Armisen also came on as uh, uh, President Erdogan. Uh, sorry, President Erdogan of Turkey. Who, my NBA fans out there, y'all know him as the, the dude who's trying to kill Anis Cantor. Yeah, it was that was funny. He had one line in there about like how him and Trump go to dinner, and it's like it's like Stalin and Mussolini. It's like yeah, it was that was kind of on point. Yeah. The, the Trump opening, like, I don't know, it was, it was, it was kind of funny. Uh, the characters that came up were very funny, definitely. So I, it was a good segment, good, strong start for sure. So. After the Trump rally skit concludes, Chance the Rapper takes the stage live from New York. Um, before he launches in, he talks. He, so Chance is wearing a. I noticed the shirts the first time through, and I didn't really real. I, I wasn't able to read what it said until um, I rewatched about the first uh, the first half or so of the episode. Um, it was a Chicago Teachers Union shirt. And he talked about the Chicago teachers. Apparently, uh, the first time he'd hosted, he donated a million dollars to the Chicago schools uh, <laughs> and had a great joke just right off the bat. Is something like, uh, last time I was on, I donated a million dollars. And luckily, that fixed everything. Great. It was just great delivery right off the bat. You could, you could just tell Chance was on his A-game. But it was good. So he supported the teachers' union. They were on strike, apparently. Um, said, said a couple words to support them. So that was nice. 
talked about Chicago, launched into a song about so Chicago is the second city. So he did a song about liking the first, uh, sorry, liking the, the second choice more than the first. Uh, best line for me, my favorite Bulls player, Scotty Pippen. That was good. I like that one. Melissa Villasenor was holding the cards. She cracks me up just by being there. Uh, at first, she kind of looked like uncomfortable. I think she might be pretty new. I, I would have to look that up, but I feel like I haven't seen her in many sketches. Um, but she's just like, she's just got a sort of a funny vibe to her. I, I feel like when I say that, that makes it feel like I laugh at your face. But uh, she's just, you know, she's she's just like, she always looks like she's in on the joke. Um, whatever the joke is. Uh, so Kyle Mooney also came on, uh, rapped alongside Chance. That was pretty cool. Definitely should have let Pete Davidson rap, though. Uh, I don't know what happened there. I, I saw that, and I was like, oh, that's cool. They got to let... Pete's definitely going to be on a different song, right? Never happened, though. I was really disappointed by that. Pete was actually on uh, Wild and Out a few years ago with Nick Cannon. So, like, he, <laughs> he would have been a lot funnier, I would say. And to be fair, Kyle Mooney was great. Like the the Isthmus interjection he had uh, cracked me up. It just I, I it, it was too bad they didn't let Pete go on uh, rap with Chance. That would have been a lot of fun. I feel like I feel like they could have had some real good like contrasting verses too. Just with Pete's uh, Pete's not necessarily the most upbeat family values individual in the world. Uh, <laughs> first sketch though. They launch right into the uh, Lazlo Holmes sketch. So I was excited about that. This time it was a League of Legends matchup. And rather than being cold, Lazlo is just very confused. Chance uh, starts off saying he thought this was going to be a basketball tournament with like legendary NBA players. And said, I brought a basketball and someone here asked me what this was. This is not like the Knicks. <laughs> it, was just, it was just good. Not, I, I don't know, it wasn't quite as entertaining across the board just because it was, you know, it was a League of Legends, kind of weird. But I thought it ended up being funnier than I was expecting it to be right off the bat. Chance is just so, it, it, this, he, he, he just owns it. The confused, his facial expressions, I mentioned this earlier, but they are just, just incredible. His confused face, especially, is just phenomenal. He just really has... This way of con contorting his eyes, especially, to tell you something. Uh, and you know exactly what he's trying to say. It does not take long. Uh, a couple of his, his quotes are so good. It's, it's mostly just his delivery. You know they say in League of Legos, uh, ready, set, sit down. His, his delivery is, I mean, so it's way better than mine. And he knows how to let his jokes breathe, too. It's really impressive. He's, he's someone that's... I mean, you can just tell what a good performer he is. I would say that's the um, that's the biggest takeaway from this. So good follow up. Not as good as the original Laszlo sketch, but it would have been hard to top that. The first ever, I believe. Um, I mean, unless I'm missing something, the first ever career appearance of Bowen Yang. So that's awesome. Shout out to him. He's 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 really funny. I, I've seen a couple of his stand-up comedy routines. I really like to see him. Uh, I hope he can get more featured roles, more, you know, more speaking roles in the future, because he's really funny. That was about it for that sketch. Uh, and this next sketch, probably my favorite of the whole episode. After going through and watching them all again, it was, it was definitely 
my favorite sketch. Um, this was Judge Barry, so based off uh, based off of Judge Judy. Chance the rapper is a Chicago judge of 35 years who is <laughs> uh, has the impeccable talent of determining someone's guilt within 10 seconds. Chance really shined in this one. The first case was uh, Ego Nguyen <laughs> against Keenan Thompson. Keenan Thompson uh, in a very, very unique looking getup with, uh, ah crap, I can't think, I, I don't know how to describe that facial hair, but it's when you like should have a beard and you don't have it on the chin. It's just kind of like sideburns. That might be what it is actually. It's terrible though. It's horrible. He's so funny though. Honestly, Keenan's character in this kind of deserved to be featured in a full sketch. The Your Majesty is so funny. He's, he's just, I mean, anything Keenan. Keenan is just so over the top of his characters. Um, but at this point, he's done it long enough that he knows how to be over the top with them. Love anything with Keenan in it. Going Yang popped up again. It was super quick and kind of just like, hey, look at the guy dressed as a girl. But, I mean, he was still funny in it. Like, his his, his performance is still just really good. I mean, he, he he just is funny in of himself, again. Sort of like I said about uh, Moso Villasenor. A couple of the quotes Chance had uh, really, uh, I thought, were phenomenal. I know for a fact that you are guilty of something just by looking at you. Look at that. Um, and then the, uh, I man, I need a Newport break. <laughs> the Newport break was what really killed me. That was my favorite sketch by far, I would say. Uh, after that, though, followed that up with this little, uh, like, snack ske sketch, which was, it was really weird. Sort of came out of nowhere. It was, um, it, it was, so they started out as just this going into uh, Chance the Rapper's house. He's, like, getting out snacks, and he's just got a ton of snacks. And at first the kids are like, wow, snacks. And then they started to get suspicious. Like, why do you have so many snacks? Aren't your parents really strict? Don't you go to church like two times a day? Two, uh, two times a week? Where are your parents actually? Then all of a sudden it starts to come to the, come to be obvious that uh, he murdered his parents and just has, and he just keeps pulling out all these snacks while people, while the kids are asking him questions about like, hey, why is uh, there blood on the floor? And why is your refrigerator taped shut? And then he pulls out like two boxes of like off-brand Pop-Tarts and all the kids freak out and they're like, yay. Great commercial. Super on point. Chance is so funny in it. I just, ah, oh man. Chance really shined in this. Like, Chance was the funniest person in this show. Obviously, his characters are going to be the most fleshed out. The, you know, that's who the jokes are targeted towards. He was just so good. The next one, the next scene was the Cemetery. The Cemetery musical. Again, Chance was really funny. This was like a little, uh, like these two people were out in the cemetery on Halloween and then... The ghosts popped up and they sang them their story of how they died. And Chance had a very, uh, very peculiar story. I'm not going to go into it. I just don't feel like I want to talk about that. But the fact that he said that, you know, on air without, without breaking down laughing is pretty incredible. So again, Chance killed it. Moving on though, because I don't want to talk about that one. The Chance, the first song, uh, well, I guess this is his second song, but his first real song, pretty good. Had some like uh, clear African vibes to it. Um, eventually, actually, a, a a group of like four background singers came on, and they had like a drum line behind them as well. So definitely like clear African vibes to the song. 
Chance sounded pretty good. I, I thought maybe towards the ends, his voice just sounded a little off towards the end. sounded like maybe... It just happens with a live performance, I think, you know? Sometimes it's just something happens with your voice. But it was it was good, though. Like, his, his vocals were, like, really quick and aggressive to an extent um, at first. Just very uh, good. Uh, very I, I like the song. It's, like, nice, upbeat, energetic, very easy to get into. Yeah, but I want to move on now, though, because I'm going to talk about the Weekend Update segment. Uh, I love Weekend Update. I've been watching a ton of them recently. Uh, this, this is hosted now by Michael Che and Colin Jost. It's been hosted in the past. It was originally hosted by Chevy Chase. Um, it's been hosted by uh, Tina Fey, Seth Meyers, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, several really impressive individuals. So we're going to talk about the Weekend Update segment in a second. So, this week's Weekend Update, right off the bat, they talk about the Trump stuff, uh, which obviously they did because this is so it's the first time that the U.S. poll has showed Americans are in favor of impeachment. 51% voted that. My, <laughs> actually, my favorite part of the episode was uh, Che did not get great feedback on this. He was kind of, he was like, he, he had a rough time with people like, oh, you know, it's kind of like you'll get the laughs and then the, oh, like, oh, you shouldn't have said that in the background. And sometimes it's like mostly, ooh, uh, he had a couple of those to start out. He actually made an 0 for 2 joke uh, as Colin started his next joke. But him making the joke about how he remembered Giuliani as the mayor of New York, as someone that lived in New York during that time and how calm Giuliani seemed, how, how reassured he was, how it made people feel okay, and how maybe he just didn't know what was going on. Giuliani was just completely unaware of what had just happened, um, and then made a joke about how Giuliani used to be the mayor during 9-11, and now he's the 9-11 of mayors. So I thought that was a pretty uh, on-point joke. Um, I mean, I think that's the sort of joke you should be making right now. I feel no sympathy for that guy. And I understand it's it's not a... It's it's a very harsh joke to make. Yeah. I, and I can understand being offended by it, for sure. But I, I, I personally thought it was pretty funny. Crowd, crowd wasn't really having it, though. Which, uh, to be fair, that is a New York crowd. So, yeah, it's not super unreasonable. They followed that up, though, with another Donald Jr. and Eric Trump interview. I think I don't know if they've had more than one before, but I've seen the one they've done before. It's pretty much just Eric acting not not particularly intelligent. That's the main joke of the interview. Uh, Eric is Alex Moffat, who he's funny, so he does well. I don't know, I'm just not super entertained by it. The Eric interludes are by far the best part of this, uh, where Donald is talking about something. Whatever, Eric interludes with it, whatever the... So it's supposed to be Donald Jr. putting a spin on something and then Eric interludes with the actual truth. Uh, they just went, like, back-to-back -back with the woman in black jokes, just saying that, like, Trump didn't like uh, Kamala Harris because she was a woman. No, because she was black. Yeah, it was it was pretty funny, but I don't know. I thought the uh, previous interview was way better. The Kanye joke. Che talked about Kanye for a good, like, few beats. I don't know what you call it. 
Like, you have, like, the two lines, that's a joke. He was there for, like, eight lines. It didn't really sound like he listened. I mean, I, I, maybe he, like, glanced over the... I don't know. He doesn't have time to listen to the album, probably. He's, like, doing productive stuff. <laughs> uh, I thought, I mean, it was too bad he didn't like that one song. Like, I, I thought... Like, I'm going to talk about the Kanye album eventually, because I, I listened to it, and I, I have thoughts on it, but I thought that one song was really good, and I, I definitely took some away from that. Uh, calling him a white white woman named Kathy, though, that whole segment of jokes is pretty hilarious. <laughs> Sorry about the dog. Uh, he's just having a real frisky day, apparently. Uh, I, I put him outside, so hopefully won't hear him for the rest of the podcast. If we do, then... Man, those vocal cords are working. <laughs> uh, gonna move on, though. Overall, as I mentioned, uh, this weekend update, the crowd was just not really having it. I mean, they were okay. It was definitely not one of their best nights, to be fair. It was, I would say, 40th percentile night. They didn't bomb, per se. Not the best. Um, and, and I think the rest of the show being so good definitely put a damper on the the update. It probably would have been better if they had a Chance feature in it. <laughs> That's for sure. If they could have worked uh, Chance in there somehow, probably would have been better. Is what it is, though. Let's move on now to the next sketch, which was like the, the, the girl that had just broken up with a the guy. They had gone out that night, and she was going to get really drunk because she just broken up with her boyfriend or whatever. That's like the classic thing, you know. And then Chance is like the guy at the bar who comes over. Chance is a chance walks up and he's like, Hi, I'm William. I am nice, but also shy. And he just kind of does like the very generic, like, You're beautiful. May I dance with you? It's very, it's very weird at first. And then all of a sudden they're out there dancing and I noticed like some wires on them. And I was like, Oh god, are they about to, are they about to fly? And then they like levitate in the air a few feet. It's like, the joke is, like, whatever, they're, they're in love, so they're floating now. It's like, well, we're, we're so in love, we're off the ground, we're floating. <laughs> it's, like, kind of weird at first, and then all of a sudden they start, like, moving around, and then it's just hilarious, because they're floating in the air, kind of just destroying stuff. It becomes very, like, slapsticky. They, like, go to get champagne and, like, knock all the glasses off. I mean, they're just, like, attached on cables flying around this enclosed sort of bar set. It's so, it's so funny. <laughs> and then, uh, and then they do a little thing where they kiss, and all of a sudden, Chance sinks to the ground, and she's still sitting there floating, and it's, oh, God, it's so uncomfortable, it's so funny. It's like... He just didn't enjoy it and fell out of love with her or whatever. He's like, ah, uh, no, not, it was nothing. Uh, I just gotta go, I just need to go to the bathroom right quick. This is like the classic, like, I'm gonna leave line. She's li like still sitting there floating after he leaves. It's terrible. So she like goes back over to her friends and tries to grab her purse, but she's like four feet in the air. Oh, and oh, I forgot to mention, uh, the girl is Cecily Strong. Cecily Strong is um, the one up in the air flying around. That's like half of why it's so funny, because she's so good. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, she's like floating up there, and then all of a sudden, uh, Beck Bennett, the bartender, like floats up in the air, and it's like, no, look, it's me. And she's like, oh, the bartender. And her friend's like, no, not the bartender. Don't. Uh, it's, it's, so, it's very, uh, very on the nose. And then she, she and the bartender kiss and they fly away together. So that was great. And then they like zoomed out on the set 
And it was it was so funny. I mean, that's so great to see as a live shot. I, I don't think I've ever seen a live SNL shot where they're doing tricks like that. So that it was just such an awesome sketch. Very, very slapstick. Uh, very on the nose, but they really pulled it off, I thought. Alright, so moving on. Next up is what I refer to as the Chance the Astronaut sketch. This is just like a sort of satirical making fun of all space movies. It, it, this was, you could sort of sum it up pretty quickly. They just sort of said mistake a whole bunch. I think it was called Space Mistakes. Pretty much the theme is in, no, in space nobody can... Oh, you know what they say? It's a chance quote. In space nobody can hear you make a mistake. It's like everything is just like how they are gonna make mistakes. So like the dude like doesn't buckle his seatbelt in when they launch and he like splats on the back. Which was, that, that was kind of funny the like not wearing a seatbelt thing because that's just such a classic. <laughs> oh god. That's just such a classic thing um, to die from. But then uh, I think, it, I don't know if it was Chance, I think it was Chance uh, was like trying to screw something in and like he does, he's like lefty tighty righty loosey and then the thing like pops off and he's like, oh no! That was pretty good. Uh, Overall, though, I don't know. It was pretty, pretty one-dimensional, I thought. Uh, next sketch, though, was Kate McKinnon and A.D. Bryant together. So that's always a good sign. They were doing some, like, dazzle designs where they were selling outfits to kids' choirs. The three, like, choir boys that were used to, like, demo stuff was Pete. Pete got on again. That was sick. Uh, I'm glad they kept throwing Pete in because even if it was just for small sort of secondary characters I, I just love seeing him in there especially if you give him something to say because he's everything he says is funny you, it doesn't have to even make sense it's funny just like his face makes it funny his like his facial expressions he he was funny but it was him uh chris red and uh chance the rapper so good set obviously Kate mckinnon's so funny she's she's got to be the most talented person on this show um, at least as a character, she's just so funny. It was it was kind of like I would say it was a mediocre uh, skit in terms of the material, but the actors made it really funny. So shout out to them, uh, Aidy Bryant, Kate McKinnon, my personal favorite, did a great job with that one. Next up was the the another chance song. It's pretty funky beat, I would say. I, I think it may have actually been off of Big Fish. It's not one that I'm familiar with, but I feel like I had heard it before. His voice sounded a little better in this one. Sounded like whatever happened towards the end was better. I would say the one takeaway for me was that Chance's energy is just amazing. Uh, when he's performing on stage, he is so into it. It's it, it could be an audience of zero, and he would he would put out that same energy. That's how I feel. Uh, also, Meg The Stallion came on. She was fine, I guess. Uh, whatever. I would have rather just heard Chance some more. I would have rather heard Pete Davidson, actually, in her stead. Yeah, please nobody tweet that at Meg the Stallion, because she'd probably come reply at me. What does she have better to do? So, last sketch of the night was uh, the dance studio. 
This uh, featured Kenan Thompson as the dance instructor who was, I think it was maybe tryouts for the, uh, it was like Earth, Wind, and Fire concert or something. It was led by Kenan, who was apparently a werewolf. I don't know. This is, again, pretty on the nose. Didn't go too far with this one, but Kenan was just so dramatic. It made it so funny. Just everything he does, again, like I said, it's over the top. It's those Nic it's that Nickelodeon background, those Nickelodeon roots that gets him into those dramatic moods. But, God, he's so good at it. He's just so funny. So funny. And Chance, again, uh, was one of the dancers. Just really funny in his role again. You could tell they're feeding him the good jokes, but still, he was really good with it. His facial expressions are on the point. Uh, and Keenan leaving the room because he had to grow more hair as a werewolf and then coming back in saying that he had to take a phone call from Donnie Dane McDidn't Happen was also a great moment of the show. The best part was, though, towards the end when Keenan did, like, his third... I, I, he's been exposed to the moon and sort of freaks out and goes into the other room so he can get more hair on. Chance is just losing it because Keenan's so funny. Like, I don't blame him. Uh, Chance like has a point where you like see him laughing sort of in the forefront of the shot and then he covers up his mouth when they actually show the the front shot because he's trying not to show that he's laughing but we, I mean I don't blame him and then the quote the quote about how uh, they're, they're all coming to the realization that he has he is definitely a, van, uh, a, a werewolf and someone's like he, he has some kind of weird beef with the moon that was a great line too yeah that was a, that was a nice sketch I like that one again pretty slapsticky from Keenan, but I don't know, he's just really funny, and he kind of, he, he definitely set the tone for that whole episode. It was, that was fun. That was fun. Chance's exit from the show was phenomenal as well. Just overall, Chance the Rapper, awesome job hosting the show. Awesome job. Phenomenal. I can't wait to see him back on, because I know he will be back on. I mean, he, look, he looks like he could work at SNL. Like, just watching this, I have no doubt if he was a nobody, SNL would love to have him on the show. Like, he's so good. He's so good. His 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 stage presence is incredible. It makes me want to go see a Chance the Rapper concert, because I just know it would blow me away. It was nice to see Pete on, mention that, but glad to see Pete Davidson making some more appearances. I'm going to have to try to go back and watch, I think this was the fifth episode of the season, so I might have actually been wrong about the Bowen Yang thing. Uh, I didn't think about that. I know he's like this is his first year on the show, but I'm, I might need to go back and try to watch the few episodes before, sort of catch up, see if Pete's been on, if that's been a trend, because I know he had not been really featured recently. Again, as I mentioned, kind of a mediocre weekend update. Hopefully they'll be better next week. I mean, we'll see. It's it's tough. I mean, just. You're just straight writing jokes, and either they hit or they don't. You have, like, certain subjects that you're kind of sticking to. You can't just, you know, I, I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully they'll be better. Judge Barry, definitely my favorite performance. That was just so funny. Chance owned it. Chance just, he owned that character to an extent that most actors would have a tough time doing, I think. So he's just spot on um, in this live show. I hope Bowen Yang shows up more in the future. As I, I mentioned, I've, I've, I've watched a couple of his stand-up comedies. He's funny. He's just really... He, he seems like he's going to work well with other people. Like, he's... So, I, I read something. Um, it may have been Rolling Stones. I, I, I was doing, like, a Data Viz project and was 
trying to get a, a ranking so I could actually like you know put put the names on the board somewhere. Uh, so I have like a real quantitative figure. The Rolling Stones put out a ranking of each SNL cast member, and under Will Ferrell, they described him as uh, being funny, but even more making everyone else funny. Um, and I think that's what Bowen Yang will be able to do. I think he's just that type of character. Um, again, Kate McKinnon is not featured enough. She was in there like a couple of times, but she needs to be like the focal character. Like her, her characters are just, if they're not, <laughs> it, it's, it, it, it would be very difficult to overuse Kate McKinnon. I'll just put it that way. You could probably use her in any sketch and every sketch. Same kind of goes for Keenan. I mean, you can't really use him in every sketch, but I love Keenan. Um, and I hope they keep using him in the roles they have. He's really, I mean, you can just tell how much he's matured and how much he has figured out how to play his characters. I mean, he just has a repertoire and he understands it. He's, he's, very, he's very skilled at what he does. So I, I love Keenan. His, his sort of just theatrical, over-the-top, just emphatic, emphatic nature, too. That's, that's another sort of char characteristic of most of his characters. So, Keenan killed it as always. Cecily Strong, also very good. I thought she was very impressive. Uh, as I mentioned in the, uh, the breakup scene or whatever, she was hilarious. Just overall. Yeah, and it, I think it was also the Trump cold open that she was in that she was really funny in. She was also uh, formerly a Weekend Update host. It's too bad we don't see her more often, just in terms of, like, consistently. She's someone that I really like, though. Hopefully she continues to be heavily featured in the coming episodes. Uh, that's about all I got, though. thought this was a very entertaining overall episode. I had a lot of fun watching it. Chance the Rapper, great personality, great stage presence, really brought the show home. I think there's only so much you can do in SNL with a mediocre host. I think a lot of what you do revolves around your host. Chance the Rapper really unlocked some stuff for this crew. And it was awesome. It was great to see. I'll be looking forward to next episode. This will be hard to top, but we'll see. We'll see. Thanks all for tuning in. Thanks for bearing with me as always. It was a pleasure. If y'all enjoyed this sort of talk, let me know. If you thought this was dumb and pointless, let me know. I... I would like to talk about stuff like this. I'd like to talk about stuff that I'm interested in general beyond sports, but if nobody's interested in it, I'm probably not going to do it, at least not often. So let me know. I'll definitely be putting out an NBA podcast later this week, as well as I, I, I'm probably going to try to do two more podcasts this week, maybe a college football podcast um, and an NBA podcast. We'll see. We'll see. I will keep you all posted. Uh, and by posted, I mean I will publish the episodes and then let you all know. Because that is sort of how I roll at this point in time. But I'll try to be more consistent in the future. But just be on the lookout for new episodes. Yeah. I'll talk to you all soon. Peace out.